It's the last episode for the year 2019 and we'll talk about what I do around the holidays and about titling your photos and why it's a good idea to use titles at all. This is Tips from the Top Floor episode 888 for the last week of 2019. Tips from the top, from the top floor, tips from the top Hey, hello and welcome. Happy holidays, everyone. Whatever you celebrate, happy holidays. Um, I'm recording this on Christmas Day. Yep, it's kind of a last last minute, last episode of the year kind of thing. Um, oh my God, it's been a busy few weeks coming up to this point. And uh, <laughs> honestly, Christmas Day is the first day I kind of can lean back and take some time i'm gonna pick up my friend andres from the airport later uh today it's actually at night and uh yeah i'm also getting ready for the for the chaos communication congress not very photography related but then it is on on some level um this uh, is from the 27th to the 30th of december and it's honestly one of my favorite things to do around this time of year and uh, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting event because originally it uh, had it was started it's, it's by the Chaos Communications Club, the German hacker group, and uh, originally it was kind of a hacker congress, and like on the computer side. And while I still while it's still kind of centered around computers, it has also evolved into this this amazing platform for we're, we're talking seventeen thousand people or more uh in this place and it's it's kind of this platform for discussing ethics and society and politics and security and art and hardware and making um four days long and that's kind of my people i yeah there's lots of talks and there's lots of action lots of people showing things explaining things you can learn a lot and yeah, it's just, it, it, honestly, that's my, that's my holiday thing. Um, also, there's there's not a lot of photography going on there because privacy is kind of a key element of the Congress as well. Um, yeah, but that's what I'll be doing. Um, I will oh I will also do a listener meeting that, while there. So if if you should be at the Congress yourself, then uh, keep an eye on my Twitter account at chris marquardt chris m-a-r-q-u-a-r-d-t i would love to meet you there also big big thanks to the new patrons let's welcome on board amy tobias robert gillis mark and bernard and uh also thanks terry and scott you know you know why i'm very grateful for your support thank you very much so it is picture taking time yeah, and I, I like that a lot of you are playing along. Um, this is the time when, uh, when when I ask you to pick up your camera and do something. Um, ideally, you pause the podcast for 10 minutes, do this, and have your photography for the day under the belt, and you might have learned something. So yeah, this week's mini assignment, as you know, we do these on every episode now, and we're going by the alphabet. So today is the letter D, and I feel like, you know what, I feel like this is Sesame Street. Today is the letter D. D as in darkroom. 
And no, it's not about film photography. Uh, here's what this is about. There, there are things most photographers try to avoid. Um, some of us seem quite allergic to high ISOs because, I don't know, noise. I hear, I hear the word noise a lot around high ISOs. And uh, many try to avoid slow shutter speeds because of motion blur. And uh, here's what you do in this little assignment. You go into a room that doesn't have much light. A darkish room. And then you do photography there. So you have to change your camera settings. You have to open up the aperture, raise the ISO to numbers that you might be afraid of uh, raising it to. Shoot at a longer shutter speed than you would usually feel comfortable with. Maybe, I don't know, prop the camera up on something to keep it more still. And after you've taken the photo, post it on any social media you like. And let's see what you can come up with. And to be able to find the photos, um, use the official hashtags for the darkroom assignment. They are TFTTF. They are assignment and darkroom. Looking forward to seeing what you come up with. All right. Um, topic of the show is about titling photos. That sounds like a boring thing, but um, I think Sean, who wrote in, has a very valid question. He, he writes, Hello, Chris, you recently said in your podcast that images should always be given a title. I thought that was interesting and wanted to ask, why do you feel this way? I'm curious because I recently stopped titling my photos. For one, thinking up a title usually just got in the way of sharing my work since I would fret over the perfect title. Second, I felt that adding a title might be instructing the viewer a little too much about what they should think when viewing the, the image. I thought that maybe they should fill in the blank for themselves. So yeah, interested to hear why you feel so strongly about it. All right, let's take this apart because um, if and how you go about titling a photo kind of depends on what you're trying to achieve. What do you want to get out of it? Um, if you're presenting something creative, the the title is an opportunity. I, I see it as an opportunity to provide context. Uh, it can provide a comment on the image. Or you might add additional meaning to a subject. Now, if you're only storing stuff, if you, if, if let's say you do scientific photography, then the, you might create a system based on I don't know the subject, the date, which makes it makes it easier to find it on a big cluttered hard drive. Um, I personally, I trust metadata and DAMS uh, digital asset management for that. Um, if you're optimizing images for SEO, SEO being search engine optimization, the title is important. Um, search engines use the title and the keywords in your in your headline and in the URL to improve the chances that people find your photo. So, yeah, that, that's that's one of the short answers for why is the title something that helps. Um, Again, I mean, if it's creative work, the title adds context, additional info, more meaning in some way or another. And we'll, we'll get to that point of, uh, we'll get to your point of why that might be counterproductive too. So <laughs> bear with me. Um, it can help in a, in, a, in a competitive environment. I mean, let's look at 
I don't know, Unsplash, for example. People put photos on Unsplash, give them away. And uh, if you search there, how do you search? You search by text. You put in a search term into the search box. And that uh, text goes totally on the metadata. You want people to use your photo, but how do they find you? Yeah, not usually by image content. Now, there are exceptions. I mean, Google Images indexes content, Flickr indexes content. So in simple ways, you can find things like uh, uh, cat, dog, house, bridge, um, Flickr auto tags that, Google Images auto tag those. So um, yeah, that helps. But in general, it's often not enough information. So people will search for specific things. And if you have that in your metadata and especially also in the title, then that could help. But yeah, I I'll, I always come back to that big SEO opportunity that a title gives you because search engines, yeah, they don't typically look at what's in an image. They look at the text and uh, or even stuff written on a website nearby the photo. Yes, the title is near the photo often, right? And uh, that's what Google takes into account. The distance, the physical distance of the text to the photo is is an indicator for them. Um, so if your goal is to, for, for, for people to find your pictures, title is an important element. If you publish somewhere, like let's say you, you shoot for a magazine or a book or something, a title is almost a requirement. It really helps the whole process. But... In general, I would I would I would condense it down to findability. That's the term. Findability. That people want to find your photos or you want to be found then title. Use a title. In stock photography, you want to sell something. That's another goal you might have with a photo. Tag it. Have tags in there, have a title, because people again will search. Um, and maybe the stock agencies do some content recognition, but it's not there yet to to be really good. Now of course, when I say I don't like pictures that don't have a title, let me be a bit more specific because I think I've really never said that I don't like untitled pictures. What I say is that I don't like pictures with default titles because from an artistic point of view, I, I don't mind an untitled image at all. I fully acknowledge that there is a risk of influencing audience, uh, the audience into interpreting your image. I mean, just as an example, okay, let's say you show a photo of a person looking down and the viewer will interpret this in very different ways uh, if you title it, let's say, lonely or if you title it concentration or if you title it before the fight or I don't know, there are so many different ways to title a photo. So not having a title is an option and it's a very, very valid option. Not having a title on a photo is totally fine. What I don't like is if your image is titled something along the lines of img underscore 5941.jpg, which is the file name. And many photo sharing platforms default to the, to the title, to the, uh, to the file name. So if you upload something on Flickr, then Flickr knows that title is important, but you didn't give it any, so it uses the file name. And then, yeah, then then you end up with titles that uh, that I can I cannot I cannot deal with. Good to me that it kind of shows a lack of care, you know. 
uh, even even almost a, a lack of respect for your own art. And that's what rubs me the wrong way. You've taken care in making that photo. You've spent at least some effort composing it. Uh, I don't know, getting the exposure right, maybe exposure compensating, maybe getting the white balance right. Maybe you even opened it, the, your photo in an image editor and fixed, I don't know, color cast and adjusted some of the contrast and maybe cropped it a little. And then you dropped the ball when presenting it. In my book, this is my opinion. You might have a totally different opinion, but in my book, presentation is as important as the photo itself. And of course, again, that entirely depends on the photo and on the circumstances. You can you can print a photo at the, at the wrong resolution on a cheap office printer, and you can use a magnet to stick it to the fridge. That is totally fine, depending on the photo and the circumstance and the context. Or you could choose a nice paper, a really nice, glossy photo paper, get a good print on that, maybe frame it and then choose the nicest place to hang it in the place you live and pound a nail into the wall and hang it up there and present it. There's a huge spectrum. And nothing on that spectrum is wrong as long as you have a reason for doing it that way. Now... That's the physical world, but let's look at the digital world. Um, let's look at photo platforms. And on many of the platforms, uh, you won't have much control over presentation unless it's something like, let's say, SmugMug, where you can choose the different templates to, to use. But let's look at Instagram. You cannot change that their presentation. Flickr, not much, uh, not, not much control there. But what you have control over is the title, the caption, that kind of stuff. And leaving the photo on its file name default tells me you don't really value your own photography. And I think that's it's almost kind of sad. <sighs> so in short, don't leave the default. <laughs> if you don't want a title, then uh, deliberately make that blank. And if you're, if the platform doesn't allow you to have a blank title, then call it untitled. I think I think that's kind of similar to when you open a book and there's an empty page and is marked and that is marked as such and it says this page intentionally left blank. So there's no guesswork. Maybe that's along those lines. All right. Having that out of the way, um, you wrote that it's kind of hard to find the ideal title and you fret over that. So um, let's say you want to give your photo a title. But how do you choose one? Because... If you've ever tried titling <clears throat> titling your photos, uh, you will have found that that's harder than you think. Hey, let me say a quick thank you to this week's sponsor, Acuity. Acuity is the online scheduling assistant that works 24-7 behind the scenes to fill your calendar. A hands-off scheduling experience means you'll have more time to keep your hands on your camera. First clients can quickly view your real-time availability and self-book their own appointments, reschedule with a click, and even pay online. From the moment clients book with you, Acuity offers support by automatically sending personalized booking confirmations and text reminders, which is super helpful when you're shooting off the grid and don't have time for any email ping pong. 
Acuity also collects everything you need to know about your client as soon as they book by asking them to fill out customizable intake forms when scheduling, keeping all of their information neat and tidy in one place. And the online assistant helps you reach clients where they already are on social media. With your Facebook business page or Instagram's booking button, your next client is only a click away. Save yourself from the day-to-day drudgery of having to keep up with your clients and your busy schedule by using Acuity Scheduling. Right now, you can get 45 days of Acuity Scheduling absolutely free, no credit card required by going to acuityscheduling.com slash topfloor. That's acuityscheduling.com slash topfloor. And also big thanks to this week's sponsor, HoneyBook. It's what you've always dreamt of, your own business. You have no boss, you are the boss. But reality check, running your own business is hard. And thankfully, HoneyBook makes it easy. HoneyBook is an online business management tool that organizes your client communications, bookings, contracts, and invoices all in one place. It's perfect for freelancers, entrepreneurs, or small business owners that want to consolidate services they already use like QuickBooks, Google Suite, Excel, and MailChimp. With HoneyBook, you can automate your busy work. They have easy-to-use templates for emails, proposals, brochures, and invoices. They also have e-signatures and built-in automation to save you time and get you paid faster. Simplify your to-do list and stay in control with HoneyBook. And right now, HoneyBook is offering you, the listeners of Tips from the Top Floor, 50% off when you visit HoneyBook.com slash top floor payment is flexible and this promotion applies whether you pay monthly or annually go to honeybook.com slash top floor for 50 percent off your first year that's honeybook.com slash top floor and one last time thanks to masterclass for supporting this episode masterclass lets you learn from the best with exclusive access to online classes taught by masters of their craft of course, you can learn photography from Andy Leibovitz or storytelling from Neil Gaiman. With over 60 different instructors across tons of categories, there's literally something for everyone. The Masterclass app is accessible on your phone, web, or Apple TV, and each class is broken out into individual video lessons and downloadable materials, which you can explore at your own pace. The All Access Pass membership charge annually gives you unlimited access to over 60 classes and 200 hours of lessons taught by the world's best. What I personally like most is it gets the breadth of topics they cover and how, from a master level, many things are helpful with your own craft. I mean, let's just look at the creative writing class by by, by Margaret Atwood. That's knowledge that will help you sto- your storytelling and photography or Werner Herzog or Martin Scorsese with their masterclasses on filmmaking. But even completely different stuff like learning cooking techniques from Thomas Keller. It's a good selection of topics with many great surprises. I highly recommend you check it out. Get unlimited access to every masterclass and as a listener, you get 15% off the annual all-access pass. Go to masterclass.com slash topfloor. That's masterclass.com slash topfloor for 15% off masterclass. Okay, let's go back to titling photos. And uh, let's talk about some of the strategies um, to title your photos. Because, again, I know I understand that this is a point of... Uh, even anxiety for some people to to get the perfect title. Um, but yeah, don't fret too much over it. My personal strategy is to be descriptive. And that's probably the easiest one and the one that will have least influence on uh, on what people 
how they interpret your photo. I often pick like the subject in a photo as the title. Let's examples: boy, seagull, smile, car. That's pretty neutral, I'd say. Or maybe the name of the person in the photo, Monica, Peter, and so on. And uh, if there's something written in the photo, I often use that as a title. Um, one one photo I took of some graffiti is titled Innerd, I-N-I-R-D, all uppercase. I have no idea what that means, but that's what the graffiti says. Um, yeah. So descriptive, that's my go-to. That's 95% of my photos are purely descriptive. And then if, if, if I don't know, if, if, if I take a picture of Peter and I take another picture of Peter, that might be Peter 2, Peter 3, Roman numeral 2, 3, 4, and so on. So yeah, that's how I roll. <laughs> uh, sometimes I'll add an adjective um, instead of, I don't know, seagull, smile, or car. That could be white seagull, big smile, tiny car adds a bit more to the description some extra information or i don't know maybe i use a verb to walk swim glide that uh, kind of diverts the attention the viewer's attention away from the subject towards an action um and sometimes if i want to anchor a photo in a specific culture it is sometimes helpful to use an idiom or maybe some, even some well-known or even lesser-known song title. Um, think like a shot of, of your kid's soccer team cheering after a goal uh, and you title that, We Are the Champions. I mean, it's kind of cheap, but <laughs> it also adds something, a cultural reference, a cultural context to it. Or a photo of a red London phone booth, uh, London Calling. Or, or you want to deliver, de deliberately mix cultures and create a contrast. Um, there's there's a photo um, of the stairs, the 365 stairs up to the Swayambunath monkey temple in Kathmandu. And uh, how about using the title Stairway to Heaven for that? Or again, use Untitled as the title, just... Please don't leave the title on img underscore one two three four dot jpeg. And that was it for this week, for this year. Twenty nineteen is over, and thanks again to everyone to the well this week's sponsors acuity honeybook and masterclass this was also the last episode with official sponsors uh, i'm working on finding an alternative ad agency that yeah that values my listeners privacy but so far <laughs> wasn't too successful there so that means an even bigger thank you to all of you wonderful amazing people who support this show on patreon you are great here's the list, the updated list of names. Chris Hicks, N. Kyung, Jeremy Kirvin, Matt Armstead, Peter Morrow, Roger Nadel, Peter M. Spreading, Jeffrey Block, Alex Crozo, Amy Brooks, Bernard Goldback, Bernard Kelly, Daniel Hertrich, 
Doug Gabbard, Philip Vele, Gerald Legere, Jacob Lodge Peterson, Ken Davidson, Leslie Ridland, Marco Binder, Scott Henry, Scott Wurzel, Tom Stewart, Wayne Batzer, Aaron Pinasov, Robert, Robert Guillory, Stu Silberman, Alan Bruce Horn, Andrew B., Andy, Anthony, Bill Batten, Carol, 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 come on. Como, Chad Lake, Clark, Chandra, Colin Oatley, Dane Nieder, Daniel Goldberg, David, Dave Smith, David Austin, David Wright, L. Erdl Grad, Francesco Scaglioni, Frank Gillis, Greg Anastasi, Hank Schiffman, Holger Krupp, James Trimble, Jeffrey Johnson, Jim Caldwell, John Donahue, John Floyd, Josh Hopko, Just Me AMR, Ken Berrien, Kyle Nishioka, Manuel Pardo, Mark Overstreet, Marvin Aaron, Michael Grunert, Nicholas Curry, Norske, Rob Duba, Rob Jemet, Robert Goschko, Robert Francois Malon, Ryan Gilio, Sid T, Sinafad, Stephen Sandler, Tobias Wolf, Toby Thomas, Nielsen, Trevor Palmer, and Woody. I love this list being so long. Thank you all so much. What you do really counts. So, yeah. Uh, and of course, if anyone else feels like this is something you'd like to do, join this wonderful group of Patreon supporters at tfttf.com slash Patreon. Music for the show by Jeff Smith, silent partner and HP Kagerud. Publishing and Slack challenges by Release Pixie, Mad Resitor, Armstead, Slack invitations by Chief Invitation Officer CIO Rusty Russ. The link to get on the Slack is in the show notes or just type in tfttf.com slash yslack, W-H-Y-S-L-A-C-K. My name is Chris Marquardt. You'll find me on social media at Chris M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T. Now go out and take amazing photos, share them with the world, be nice to each other, and happy shooting. Big city.